Hello everybody, welcome back to Star Wars Talk here on the Rambling Viking Podcast. Extra long pause because I tried to think, think of something creative to fill in there and I couldn't do it. But we're back, we're going to be recapping The Mandalorian, finishing up the crazy wild ending it came to. And then on the back end of thing, we're going to talk about all the Star Wars nonsense that's going to be coming down the pipe in the next four or five years. And I just say nonsense, not actually meaning it. It's just a filler word because there is so much to look forward to. And spoilers ahead, of course, if you haven't watched The Mandalorian and you're going to listen to this and you care about not being spoiled, stop right now. Come back to this later when you finished. And as always, we've got our resident fan expert, Josh on the podcast, who is also, for those who don't know, he's also um, now a official Twitch streamer, um, or he's streaming on Twitch, and he is doing Pokemon cards, both uh, mainly, I think, Japanese and some uh, English, but I'll let him do his little shameless plug here. Josh, good to have mm-hmm. you back, uh, Glad to and back. correct correct all my mistakes that I probably just made about <laughs> trying to say what you're doing now, but anyways, take it so, away. So, I do Pokemon stream, I, I stream Pokemon pack openings. We do marble gives, giveaways for certain things, but mainly, but right now my big thing is Japanese cards, just because that's what I have the most of. But English cards are where the popularity is at, so I have a handful of those, and I'm looking to get more. So if you um, feel like you want to stop by the stream, pr- try to participate in a Marvels giveaway. Just just hit me up. I'm Commando Jar on Twitch, and my website is jarscards.com. Awesome. Well, that's very exciting stuff. I've watched and participated in a couple of the streams. It's been, and it's honestly a lot of fun. That Marbles game, honestly, if you, even if you don't want to like buy or really care about Pokemon, the Marbles game is fun. It's exciting to watch. So it was something new to me. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, The Mandalorian has now, it's been over for a few weeks now, and it was quite the ending. I, I think it's important to note that, Josh, you led me and anyone listening who took your word as scripture uh, for Star Wars, like I did, completely wrong. As But you, but fortunately, you weren't alone. Ezra Bridges, who? Uh, you know, <laughs> we were right on some fronts, but also I was oh sitting there God. with my wife, and I, and I can't tell you how many times I mentioned Ezra Bridges in the last, like, two episodes. I was like, we're going to meet Ezra Bridges. I don't know anything about Ezra Bridges. I know very little, but it's going to be a thing. And then who? shows up flipping cgi luke skywalker from the from the 80s shows up and is like what up homie and i was like i've been lied to my entire life is a lie my entire fandom is a lie i don't know what to believe anymore i considered being like you know what i'm done i need to go find me a new star wars expert not really not really i'm just giving you some (laughs) crap josh look it's hard to predict these things and i will say i feel like they duped so i was confused too i'm like who is this who's this gonna be who is this going to be? Because Ezra uses a green lightsaber also. See, I figured. And I'm just like, oh, as, as soon as I saw the gloved hand, I'm like, gosh, damn it. It's fucking Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I was salty. I was salty. Yeah. Why? Why did that upset you? Explain. Because now they're going to have to try to correl- try to show maybe in the future where. Grogu oh. is when Kylo Ren came about. <laughs> okay, so now they're going to have to tie in Grogu with Kylo? 
because so if Luke was training Grogu, sorry for the pause there. I had a really weird sound pop up. Don't worry about it. It was me. It was me. Okay. (laughs) Just ignore it. Yeah. Keep keep moving. So that's that's why I paused. So Grogu. Oh, for those who don't know, Grogu, and for those who don't know who Grogu is, that is Baby Yoda. Call him what you want, but it's Grogu's his name. So Disney wants you to call him that now, and. They're pretty strict on that, especially with their employees. As Disney always is, because oh, he yeah. now has an official name, even though it's kind of a crap name that some people some people might think that. I'm I'm still mixed feelings, mixed reviews on the name, but it is what it is, right? That is mm-hmm. his name. So the struggle, though, so so basically, you're telling me this complicates the acrobatics that Disney now has to do in order to tie everything together because it's Luke instead of Ezra. Right, so if Grogu goes to get trained by Luke, that means eventually Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, will know who Grogu is. Okay, because there's if he's if Grogu's fifty years old now, he's per se going to be a teenager in another fifteen twenty when Kylo's in the picture. So he's going to be seventy something years old, maybe. Gotcha. Pending, pending, we did not go through multiple years in each season. Because I still think that's a thing that we passed like three or five years from season one to season throughout season two. Okay. Possibly. Um, but now it just complicates things because it's like, okay, now does that mean Kylo kills Grogu? Because if that's a thing, I'm not happy. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. And so, but one of the things I've had some people talk to me about is that Mando is not sticking to his, um, oh, his, his zealot ways. Oh yeah. Dude. So yeah, that was, that was a big point for me that I am trying to figure out. I'm trying to work through a little bit because there's parts of me who's upset. There's parts of me that understands and there's even parts of me that like it, but it, it just feels like he, by the end of this thing, he's totally abandoned everything he like swore an oath to and lived his entire life by. And then it, I don't know. It, it just feels like, okay, you're just not, you're not even the same character anymore. You are now just a regular person is what I feel like because we obviously have the helmet removed. You know, he learns how to, care for Grogu there's a connection there and there's things like that and so there's things involved and so now you know he has something to fight for but it's just like then at the end when he just took it off and was like I want to show you my face one more time and I was like interesting um yeah I don't know Grogu had never seen his face until that moment right yeah now we had multiple times obviously since we get to see everything as the viewer but to me that is it is a good evolution of a character because say he was, yeah, he was an orphan. He was a foundling taken up by a zealot group and they raised him kind of in almost a cult manner. And that when he finally got out to see more of the world per se and met more Mandalorians, he figured out like, this isn't the way every one of us does this. Right. Because we we have um, we have uh, Bo Katan and her group that are pretty, 
kind of like the old way of things. They want to return things to how it was. We have the zealots that are got their own word. Their way is the right way. Their way is this. This is the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have those like um, Boba, who is just a nomad. He doesn't care. He just does his own thing. Yeah, he's ultimate. Like he's like, look, this was this was gifted by the Mandalorians to me and my lineage, and like this has history. Mm-hmm. I do what I want. Don't tell me. <laughs> so I feel like Dendajaran or the Mandalorian doesn't know his place with the people that have raised him anymore. So I think that's kind of where the future will go with it is him discovering more about himself outside of just being part of the cult group. Okay. Maybe more to do with Bo-Katan possibly well sure. now he is Actually, the owner of the dark we have saber to have more boots yeah no that's that's the next obvious storyline is oops he like the moment that like uh, moff gideon and him had that fight and moff gideon was gonna lose and then he was like the dark saber is yours and i was like oh no this mm-hmm. that i was like that was part of Moff's plan. He just doesn't want Bo-Katan to get it. And now homeboy's stuck with it. Now I want to say, I want to say this on that note and is I was a little annoyed, at least on his part. And I get for them in that, like jumping into the cinema itself for the, you know, the show itself. It's like, this is a very tense moment. So you could kind of forget this, but he knows how, how, how strictly he is stuck to his oaths, his vows, and his in his laws. I mean, up until kind of more recently, he's kind of started to venture out a little bit, but he still understands that. That's still very clear in his mind. Yet he totally wants to subvert her version of that by being like, "No, you can just take it." And they're like, "No, the only way it can be won is through combat." He's like, "It's right here, though. Just take it." And to me, that was kind of I get why you probably had to write those lines in, but. I, I was like, it's stupid to write that in because he should very obviously understand her commitment to her oaths and the, you know, the rules around the dark saber that are just important to her as all of his oaths and his lifestyle, whether he's coming out of it or not, he should understand the like, ah, takes this seriously. And I think he finally does. But I was like a little annoyed with his character in that moment. And I don't know why I found so much annoyance in that, but I did. Oh, I understand. Because, yeah, that's the way it is, but it's also not really how... Oh, I guess it is how it happened in the series. Mm-hmm. In the car- in in the Clone Wars cartoons. Okay, yeah. So they're going to have to do that, because there's a big old gap between where the Darksaber is. But the Darksaber is a legend among Mandalorians. Right. So after they lost the mask that we spicy and I had talked to you about mm-hmm. the dark saber became that focal point. Gotcha. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, well, go ahead. We might get a little bit more of that. I'm hoping we get more of that because I kind of don't want it to be in one of the other series. I just have a, Bad feeling we're going to be getting some CW-like crossover shit going on. Oh, dude, you already know. The MCU model is the model of the future. Meaning, Mm -hmm. it is what everyone does. It's like, okay, you make five different things, 
They're all their standalone stories. It's all within the same universe. And then you start crossovering, interconnecting them all. They're going to do that with everything. Everything. You're going to see all these cameos. We, and it's literally. a four hour long series that it's like, oh, but if you watch this streaming wise, you have to stop here and go watch this part here. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Like I hated that whole part to do with like, um. What, what what was it called in the Arrowverse? The Flash? I don't know. Talking about I how they crossed over with the Flash? Yeah. Yeah. Ar- Arrow crossed over with Flash. Which yeah. Crossed, and- crossed over with Superwoman, which crossed over to another show, which crossed over with the Batgirl. Right. And then, and then it's like, okay, so I need to go watch all these shows to see where they exactly cross over. And, and it's just like... All the shows are almost carbon copies, but slightly different in terms of like the writing, the plots and everything. It's like, yeah, they have their own villains and their own struggles, but it's all kind of the same redundant crap. And that's Mm -hmm. why I honestly got burnt out on that stuff. And I quit watching both the flash and the arrow, like a few seasons in, because to me it was overly redundant. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of burnt out on this. I'm not a huge fan of like, it's, it's kind of the easiest thing to write. And, but also then it's like, you begin to where it's like, you can kind of predict every single thing and you know, they, they're able to throw some twists in there, but it's just, it's not as yeah, deep and so complex. I'm afraid that they're going to be crossing over. So I'm going to mention a few of the future series that are coming here. I'm afraid that they're going to be crossing over rogue squadron, the Mandalorian Republic. Oh, what the hell was that? stupid series called that is the spinoff of gina car gina's character hmm. um crap what is the name it's mandalorian season three and then um rangers of the new republic okay. and then ahsoka if i i don't can't remember if i mentioned ahsoka or not but i've those five series will roughly take place during the exact same time. Okay. So it's all parallel stories. Yes. So that's, I have a feeling those series will cross over eventually at a point. We do have a lot of series coming later on, but we can talk about those once we're done with Mando here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so all we in had, all, Oh, go ahead. We had a great redemption of, I can never remember the comedian actor who was in the Mandalorian. Bill Burr. Yeah, thank you. Your boy Bill that Burr. That was a good redemption episode for him. That was needed. Yeah, I liked and it. And I gave us a lot more backdrop to a character. He's not as evil or bad as we thought, but that's kind of Disney's thing also, though. Right, not, every, not everyone really aren't evil. They all, everyone has good in them. It just has to be brought out by the right situation. I'm like, yeah, you know, some people I... are just crappy and don't think outside of themselves and never really mm. change from that. But it's fine. <clears throat> Disney's magic, so. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but I got Boba Fett. I was happy. Yeah, you got your boba in. You got your your little after credit scene. Which, if you're listening to this and you didn't know about the after credit scene, go check it out. It's lit. But uh, and it just spoiled for you, so sorry. But to look, this was spoiler alert one thousand coming into this. We're talking about everything, mm-hmm. and it's like if you miss that, that's on you, not on me. Uh, the internet, you know, or just people you know have lots of things that. Um, 
you know, have, there's lots of ways to hear about this. And if I'm the one who spoiled it for you, then you must live under a rock. Just saying. So anyways, Josh, overall feelings on how the season was capped off. Uh, I didn't like it. No. Like, Can I you give me a one to like 10? It. So for, we let's talk your expectation versus reality here. Okay, so my expect yeah, my expectation was up there. Don't get me wrong, it was up there. When in combination of Thrawn, Ezra coming into the picture, and I can't remember who I said would die. Oh, Moff, um, Moff, yeah. Grand Moff Gideon would die, or just Moff Gideon. He's not the Grand Moff because that's got to be tar- that's got to be Thrawn. Um, still has to be Thrawn. Uh, my, my expectations were up there, but compared to my expectations, I would give the ending we got a seven. Um, yeah, I'd give it a seven. Seven. It, it, it okay. was okay. So to me, expect my expectations are high, but my ratings are still nice. I tried to be like the first time I watched the last Jedi, I gave it good review. Second time I watched The Last Jedi, I gave it a crap review because I got away from my fanboyism. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a seven. We got the we we got the premise for the future episodes, possibly. Um, Bo Katan being in more of the picture, more of hunting Thrawn, her trying to get the Darksaber back, Mando trying to figure out his way. Oh, and since you brought it up already. We got to add for the crossover episodes the book of Boba Fett, which is the end credits for the Mando season two, episode eight. It is at the very tail end of the credits, so you got to stick around a long time to watch it. You just if you didn't and you're not going to watch it, I'm gonna tell you what it was. <laughs> yeah, Fett I mean you can just fast forward to the credits like I did because it's streaming service, mm-hmm. not live TV. Sure. So I was like, when I heard that, I was like, "Beauty about this, fast forward," and I just fast forwarded a bunch. And I was like, "Sweet, I'm there and I'm good." <laughs> I told you that pretty late at night too that day, mm-hmm. and then you messaged back to me, "Awesome," <laughs> and I went and watched and- it. Went and checked it out. So. Yeah, but anyways, go ahead and spoil away for those who maybe didn't watch it or don't want to. So yeah, Boba Fett marches right back into Jabba, Jabba the Hutt's palace and kills everyone in his way. And it turns out the old, oh, I can't remember the dude's name because they never say it, but the translator character for Jabba the Fett has taken over his role as the head of Jabba's palace. And he turned into mini Jabba himself. He got fat. Like, he was loving the luxurious life, had his own Twi'lek slave. And what does Boba Fett do? He walks right up to him and puts a bullet in his chest and tosses him down onto the ground. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was was, was freaking epic. I, I never realized that to that a hut wasn't also wasn't just like a species race but it was more it was a lifestyle that anyone can become a hut you just have to be in that position and you can sit around get fat and next thing you know you're a giant fat worm <laughs> mm, yeah yeah that's not a good thing but in this so the huts live 
a long time. And there's always more than one. Like, there's, they come from another world. They're not native to really anywhere. But they have their own, like, council type of thing going on that they... The, they're pretty much the heads of multiple uh, factions of the underworld. And Jabba just was the head honcho of all of them. So with Jabba gone, gone I would have assumed one of the others had taken over. But no, nah, it, it was his little translator dude. He took over and was the big dude. Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. You know, I was like, huh, okay. I was like, hey, I remember that guy. And I was like, I remember this place. My first thought, honestly, too, when they walked and stood right in front of him, I was like, why are you standing over the trap door? Why does everyone always stand over the trap door? Why? And then he killed him. I was like, oh, never mind. Never. Ne- I take all that back. You knew what you were doing, and uh, you're good. And apparently you rule You rule this place now. You are the boss. So, yeah. I, know. I, I was a little surprised that they kept with the skinny Gamorrean guards. The, the green little pig-like creatures. Yeah, I know. I, that was interesting. So, I like how you said skinny, though. Because th- when I think of those guys, I think of anything but skinny. Yeah, same. <laughs> Is that really what they're called, though? The skinny Gamorians? No, no, oh. no. They're just Gamorian guards. I just refer to them as the skinny ones. Because <laughs> the ones we're getting are really fit and active apparently where the ones we got in return of the Jedi were lazy slobs. This is true. These are the facts. So I'm honestly, so you got, um, seven out of 10. Pretty good. Yeah. I would, I would, I would say it's on par. Cause all in all, I think taking it in its context, whether you like how they tied the bow at the end or not is, you know, is, is you can't get too caught up on that. And I think people do. I think people literally go with what was the last, like to use a restaurant analogy, it's like, how did my last bite taste? And say my last bite wasn't as good as in the middle because the food's cooled off. I'm eating, you know, and, you know, maybe, and maybe there was just something weird about this bite. It didn't have all the flavor or the full flavor, or maybe it was oversaturated a little bit. And so it's like, it's not everything that it was when I was in the middle you know, of eating this versus at the very end. And so guess what? Now I thought this dish was just okay. And that's just the problem of, that's just a problem of human nature and how short sighted we can naturally be at times. But, uh, yeah, so I would, I would, I would say it's on par. And I think it's good that you have like 10, your, your, your expectation is, Hey, I want this to be a nine or a 10. And so a seven while is lesser than than what you wanted, it's still all in all, it's like, eh, it's still good. Because I think if your expectations were like, look, it's Disney, they screw everything up, I don't expect them to do better than a seven, and then that's where your expectation lies, and then it was less than your expectation, now you're landing at a four or five, and I don't know, you know, how honest that actually is, because all in all, the production of The Mandalorian was, I think, incredible, and... You know, now we are talking true fans like yourself, big fans who care about all the little details. Like for me, it's, you know, this Lord of the Rings series that Amazon Prime is making. I'm me and all the other Lord of the Rings fans are going to be watching like a hawk. And our our world about exploded when there were rumors uh, that people thought there might be nude scenes. But, you know, that's that's just when you're a big fan, you watch it closely and you care about it. Closely. So what are we looking forward to then is in, in season three, are we going to see continued? Like is, is Grogu out of the picture? Like for good? 
We don't know. No one's no one knows, but I would say yes. But seeming as everything I predict is a little wrong, <laughs> um, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, I did an awful job predicting for you previous. Hey, hey look, and for the listeners viewing lives. I don't think so, you, I don't think you were the only one. So I'm not gonna hold you super accountable. And when did and when did I ever deem you the authoritative? Like, hey, look, he's gonna be right on everything. It's a it's a prediction, folks. It's not meant to be set in stone. We're not in the writers' room. We don't know. We don't have inside sources. We are going off of what we know. And and honestly, with this prediction. I had watched some some third I'll call it third party some stuff on my own like on YouTube and just read a couple articles. Everyone thought Ezra Bridges was coming. Everyone from what I could see or most people. And so Luke was kind of a big twist that nobody really mm-hmm. saw coming. So, but you're right. It's like uh, we can we speculate, but we really don't know. For season three. All right. You know what's crazy? This series has been so impactful. When you first brought up, oh, yeah, season three, I literally almost said, didn't we just have season three? Like, I, in my mind, we are three or four seasons deep, or at least that's the amount of content we've gotten from this show. And I forget, it is only, this is only the second season. And I was like, wow, I feel like we've come such a long ways. But I appreciate that because a lot of times people will drag things out. With eight episodes. Mm hmm. And, and people will drag things out for four seasons, like the same storyline for four seasons and have just a bunch of filler and a bunch of crap and nothing gets on my nerves more than unnecessary filler. And it's like they, they found a way to be suspenseful, build up and then, but then also be concise in a good way where it's not like too concise, but, or, you know, it is concise. You're yeah. being short and brief, but getting all the information across. So uh, yeah, I was, I was appreciative of that. Of filler. Yeah, and it was Grogu eating eggs that and, were in danger, so people got mad at Grogu. That was our and a really creepy ass snow spider thing. Yeah, <laughs> the spiders. If you don't like spiders, man, that was a rough episode. Full disclosure, like that was a rough episode. If you don't like those spiders, so. But so we're. For Mando season three, we are looking at this time next year. Really, not getting it till this time next year is probably just a year off. It will air after the Book of Boba Fett starts. Okay, so we can kind of transition now into what's coming down the pipe. So all in all, we enjoyed it. It was a little different than we thought it would be. Uh, Mando has the dark saber now. Him, Bo-Katan have this awkward, even more awkward relationship now. Where at first it was like. He took, she took off her helmet. He's like, whoa, what are you doing? I need that armor. And she was like, actually, I'm an original. I'm an originalist. You're a zealot. And he's like, wait, this is a thing. And now it's even more awkward where he's like, hey, here's your saber. And she's like, no, I have to beat you in combat. And he's like, uh, what? Oh, dang it. And so now they're in this awkward relationship. But all that to say, Josh, what do we have coming down the pipe. So we obviously know Boba. So that's going to air this fall then? December 2021. So if we're not getting it until the tail end of 2021. That's understandable. Look, that's that's ample time. They're, they, It's like they announce it now. It comes 11 months later. About a, I mean, people, that's normal for an announcement time. So do you have laundry lists? Can you laundry list for us just the upcoming confirmed 
Star Wars series. They could be three or four years out, but what do we know as far as similar, what I, what I would call similar things to this the series? Because um, I feel like I heard rumors about like, or just list them for me before okay, I yeah. stick my foot in my mouth. So for sure, season three of Mandalorian. Okay. For sure, the book of Boba Fett, which I'm super excited for. Short-term series we're getting officially, and for sure with returning stars, we are getting Obi the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which will not come out until 2022. So we got over a, we got a year's wait on that also. But we are getting Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan. Hallelujah. We are also getting Christian Hayden his Christian Christensen back as Darth Vader. We also are for sure getting a Rogue One spinoff series called Andor, which takes place obviously before Rogue One, because we know what happens at the end of Rogue One. They all die. So it will feature Andor and K2SO. And on the amazing side, and the only reason why I'm going to watch the series, Alan Tadike is returning as K2SO. We are also for sure we are getting a Bad Batch series, which will be a cartoon, which is taking place is a spinoff of the Clone Wars cartoon series. Where I, for going to go into little details, I was really suspicious on this series, because I didn't I don't want to see clone troopers doing same old same missions, just being secretive about it. We're not getting that. By the looks of it, we are getting Bad Batch's journey after order 66 in their fight on possibly getting away from the new empire and just figuring out who they are because they're defective clones they were the first batch their their chips weren't there to ever tell them to go bad we are getting an ahsoka series which will be rosario dawson as ahsoka tanu and it is being written by Dave Filoni and and um, Dave or John Farber will be acting as a co-producer on it. A lot of these series are having Dave Filoni, Star Wars's Lord and Savior, all hell, and John Farvo work on all, all, almost all these projects. And it's going to be kind of her Ahsoka's search for Thrawn, which will then tie into Mandalorian, as I said. We also have um, Rangers of the New Republic. This is the one I'm least looking forward to. And it's following Gina Carno, or Gina, what's, I can't ever, Gina Carano's Cara Dune character from the Mandalorian series. And it will be her as the Republic, a Ranger of the New Republic. I feel it's a little cheesy because every time I see it, I want to go, I want to say, go, go power Rangers. <laughs> we, there's also a lot of stuff going around that Donald Glover is returning as Lando Calrissian for a Lando show movie. We don't know exactly yet. It's that's perfect, but I also don't like it. Confirmed series that we don't know a time for yet is called The Acolyte, which is going to be a series that follows a female-centric um, Sith 
character that is being played by, um, I believe it's being played by Leslie Headland. And for those who don't know her, she is the producer of Russian Doll on Netflix. And also she, I believe, I want to say she's also the, the same character from uh, Orange is the New Black. So we're getting this series, which takes place about 350 years before The Phantom Menace. And that will take place at the end of the new book series called The High Republic. If it sticks close to what it is, I am going to assume that she is the apprentice of a Sith. And it's just her going out on doing on missions and stuff and becoming going to become the master eventually. Because if they, they better Disney better stick to the true form, there is two. One to embody the power, one to crave it. Watch Finally, them watch don't put it past them though to, to royally screw something up, but Mm, but you, we'll keep our fingers wrong. crossed. That that one feels like too heavy of a rule for them to be like, nah, we can we can change it. Yeah, I hope not. Then we have a, another cartoon that's going to be, I believe, I want to say it's going to be hyper focused for kids. It is called a Droid Story, and it's going to be it's going to be a the story of guy that's being guided by R two D two and C three PO. Where it will take place, I don't know, because those two droids are in every single series out there. So this could span, uh, the story could span 50-something years, for all we know, 50, 70 years. Ugh. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'll, I'm going to give it a shot. I give them all a shot, even if they're awful. I just might stop watching them. And then finally... We are getting what's called a Star Wars anime. Don't know if it's going to give you the exact type of anime as you, you're thinking here, but we are getting Star Wars Visions. Star Wars Visions will start off as a 10-episode 10, 10 series that will be all directed by different Japanese anime studios. So they could totally be random. They could be some one episode. They could be nothing. But they're all animated. They're all anime. The closest resemblance to that I can think of is on Netflix. There's a series called Love, Death, and Robots. It is a weird series. One season. I would give it a watch. There's some really awesome episodes. And there's some really weird episodes. Like how a... How Yogurt took over the world. And then just abandoned the world. But those are what we have looking forward to from now to possibly 2025. There's no, there's a lot of the series don't have release dates yet. They stopped telling us after 2022, which ones are coming out. Gotcha. Which is fair. I mean, because you don't know how things are going to unfold. They don't know how things are going to unfold. And if things have to get pushed back, the last thing they want to do is be like, it's coming and then have to postpone for six months a year or something crazy. And so they're just like, eh. so that's fine. So how many, I lost count. <laughs> I was trying to keep track and I, and I lost, I lost count. So do you, is, do you have a number attached to how many series you just listed? It was a lot. I know a lot folks. Maybe we just leave it at that. A lot. If we include Mandalorian season three and the book of Boba Fett, 
it's a total of 11 guaranteed TV series. Sheesh. Not including the rumored movies. Dang. So we got 11 series coming down the pipe. And how many have the release date? So how many are within that 20 now to 2022 window? One, two. Five. So there, we have six unknowns, but five um, that are like on the horizon. Basically, dang, dude, mm-hmm. that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot. You'd be able to get your the fill. This away one is the Obi Wan Kenobi series, which I think people and will super hyped about. That been, it's already been confirmed. The start of the series will take place ten years after. Ten years after what? Um. Revenge of the Sith. Thank oh, you. Oh, sorry, sorry. There's 12 TV series. I forgot about one because my list is all jumbled up here because this website decided to put this one at the top for some reason. There's 12 TV series with six confirmed dates. Gotcha, gotcha. The series I missed was Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which is Patty Jenkins, the director of both Wonder Woman's, helming a possible Top Gun-like Star Wars series. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. The teaser trailer does nothing for us. It is just her talking about her dad being in the Air Force, dying, doing what he loved, and then her stripping her clothes to reveal a Star Wars um, Rebel pilot outfit on, and then her walking to an X-Wing. This is the director, or is this like the lead character? The director... Stupid. Yeah, we have Stupid. That, I dubbed was. it was I, in the teaser. I dubbed that dumb. I dubbed that narcissistic. Overly narcissistic. If you're gonna make if a teaser, saw, don't make it about Wonder yourself. Woman, if you've seen Wonder Woman eighty four in nineteen eighty four, you it, it it's I hope it doesn't follow that. She directed both of them, homie, so uh looks like it's going to unless somebody has something to say about it. I don't know. You can always hope that, that Filoni's that in her ear being like, hey, no. One. Its release date is 2023, and they've given it an exact date, December 22nd. Interesting. Christmas release. Gotcha. Hmm. Yep. Well, okay then. So what series – well, actually, that's a dumb question for you. You're most excited about the Boba series, correct? Yes. By oh. far, like – Mandalorian season three can take a backseat real quick. Oh, <laughs> I am a Boba Fett fanboy. I got Mandalorian tattoos because of this guy who has no lines in anything until the Clone Wars cartoon. I am that much of a fanboy. Hardcore dude didn't even have Side to note. say anything. All right. Side note: Boba Fett's got a bunch of red lines on his helmet. They are for bounties that he's had to kill. Oh, from from Revenge from Return of the Jedi to the season where he repainted his armor. Oh my God, they repainted his armor. He added a stripe. Ooh! So he's killed another person while being a bounty hunter. Dun dun. It's like, oh, oh da, da, da. He's out here. Okay, okay. Also, I'm praying that they give Tamura Mortis Mortison. That is Tamura. Yeah, Morrison armor that actually fits his body. Like, he's just taller than the original Boba Fett actor who recently passed away. But he's thicker than Jeremy was by yes. far thicker. And so the armor looks so tiny on him. 
<laughs> hey, look at that baby armor. That's some nice baby armor you got there. Yeah, no, that's I didn't I didn't oh. I didn't notice that being a casual fan. But what okay, so what I want to ask you is what are besides that one cuz that one obviously takes a cake for you personally. But besides that one, which one are you most looking forward to? Just because it revolves about something we don't know any about, I'm I'm gonna give the acolyte acolyte my most want to see. Okay, now I, I love Bad Batch and everything because that wouldn't interest me because I love clones big time too. But the acolyte follows Sith. We've never had that. Yeah, get to follow the dark side intimately. Now, the question along that lines, I meant to ask earlier. So, all of, most of these are taking place within, like, pretty close to where we're at in the timeline right now. But the acolyte is going way is the only one that's like way outside, right? Oh, he, correct. Yeah, because ev- everything right now is taking place within arguably what, like. 50, 100 75, years 100 time. years, and then that one's going 350, so it's going totally ancient. I I think that one also has most caught my interest because it's, it's like going back way before any of this nonsense. Like right now, everyone's interconnected. We kind of know where the universe is at. That one's going to a totally different time. So, um, But then also Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader is, I think, pretty freaking cool. 20 years later. And so Let's see if they give him some better lines to act because he's not a terrible actor. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But, but Disney, Disney. One second, Gus here. You know how they Disney, do. If, if you, you you're listening to this, because you might have little worms all over this, all over all social medias, all type of podcasts. Hire me to make Darth Bane. You want a rated R Star Wars film that is will. Break Deadpool's record of a most rated R, most money making of a rated R film. I got you, boo. <laughs> Plain and simple, I got you. And I can do a trilogy. I can do a single movie. I could do you a TV series that will last ten seasons on just on Darth Bane. Just give me a message. I got you. With love. John. All right. So Disney, uh, if you're looking for somebody to do it right. Uh, go with him. Uh, I guess I'll vouch for him. I don't. I mean, what do I? What do I have to lose? I'll vouch for him. I'll vouch for my man. My main man's been on here. Star Wars expert, expertizing his brains out, living on Wikipedia for for the sake of this this little <laughs> podcast. Appreciate it. So, yeah. So that's all the series. Um, I'm trying to think. I thought I had I had one more thing to say, but it's but I can't remember it now. I I don't really have one. I'm personally because I know listener here. You're wanting to know which one are you most excited about? Don't. There's too many right now. I don't know what's going on. I barely know what's going on. I'll just watch them when they come out. I can tell you which ones I'm least excited about. Uh, the droid one. Um, also the one that the lady who that we just talked about, Wonder Woman lady, is directing. Also, so those are the two I care least about. Obviously, really excited about the ancient one. Uh, Obi Wan, they're all the Boba Fett one's super cool because I never really, I never really knew much about him. He was so vague in a lot of the early movies, but as through you, Josh, as I've learned more and more about not only him but Mandalorians, I am now a lot more excited than I would have been, say, five years ago for this specific series. And uh, quick little tangent uh, outside of the podcast, I just realized. That there was a noise that you will probably hear 
have have heard several times throughout the podcast uh, because of my audio setup, which I had to slightly adjust today. And so there were a couple things. So if you heard a weird noise that went and you heard it a few times kind of in and out of talking in the middle of talking, I apologize. And if you stuck with me through it, I thank you. So just wanted to make that little aside. But anyways, Josh, closing statements. One second. One second. I just oh. so sorry. Sorry for interrupting Gus, but so my least preferred series was the droids ones also. It followed up by Rogue One because what are they gonna tell us without it? But now I'm looking at the cast list of Rogue One and I'm excited. um so we got Stellan Skarsgard, Adria Arjona, Fiona Shaw. We're getting some big names and she Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. Genevieve was, oh, she was in another one of the movies recently as a character. Now she's taking over the role as Mon Mothma. I love that. Heck yeah. I'm more excited for the Andor concept now that I've done a little reading while we've been talking. See, and it just goes to show you, people can change. (laughs) People, yeah, people can so change. Closing, I'm just like, hey, you guys got your questions? You want to know more about a specific topic of Star Wars? Hit up this our man, our rambling Viking here, Gus. Okay, so we, your closing statement was stealing my plug? My plug? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah I'm stealing your own plug. Freaking animal, godless Jezebel. Uh, no, that's fine. No, seriously though, that's uh because this was more of a generic, just like overview. We're we you know, popular term. We were at the thirty thousand foot view. So that's perfect note, perfect segue for introducing that, Josh. I appreciate the help. Uh, like he said, hit up the podcast if you want to know more about one of those specific series or want us to dive into one aspect or, or one thing and, and flesh out some of these upcoming new series, whether it's the cast, whether it's just lore questions, anything and everything, please, please just hit up the podcast. It's email. You can email us. You can text us. The email is the rambling Viking at gmail.com. Text line is 580 580- seven eight nine nine two five eight send in all your questions comments whatever you want to hear about if you're a super fan like josh and you maybe want a guest on the show to give your two cents that's something i'm willing to explore but i want to thank everyone for listening to this this was uh i think a fun episode i think it's weird saying this but i think disney is actually doing some good things with has done some good things through the mandalorian and is capable of doing some good things and not totally botching uh, the star things, everything in the star Wars universe. And I'm actually excited for some of the things that they're going to be producing. And Josh is as well. And I know uh, some of you out there are as well. So thanks so much for listening everybody. Hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend, wonderful week, wonderful year. I know we're a weekend and it feels like this year is already gone to crap, but don't give up just yet. We still got 11 more months to prove to ourselves that this year is crap. Uh, thanks so much Josh for being on we'll see you next time